What is up, Mile City Online? It is so good to have you here. If I could just get you to take a moment, sit in this moment with me, and, and just try to think of a time where maybe you or someone else, or maybe you've even seen a video online of someone doing a DIY project, a do-it-yourself project. I think that as I was looking online, I saw a lot of fails, and I just sort of want to share one, right? This toilet, I know, it's, it's ridiculous, right? I see this and I was like, someone thought that they would just tape the top of the toilet in place to fix it. And as ridiculous as that looks, I, I have to be honest with you, I, I've done some things that were pretty ridiculous too. See, at the wise, wise ripe age of 19, I might be a little sarcastic there, but at the wise age of 19, I bought my very first house. This house was a fixer-upper. I bought it off of a house auction, and, and, and I was so excited, but it needed some work. I mean, my friends and family came around me and helped me fix up this house. And literally, it felt like we were turning it upside down to restore it. But when we finally did that, then, and everyone got back to their regular lifestyles, I was so excited. I was jacked. I was like, now I get to live my life in this house. And so shortly after this time, I'm waking up one morning. And I'm ready to enjoy this house that's all fixed up. And so I, I walk down to the hallway to the bathroom and I jump in the shower. And I don't know, maybe you can relate, but I was just so excited about this atmosphere, this environment in this house that I was like even enjoying the time in my shower. I don't know why I'm dancing, but I, I, maybe I do that in the shower naturally. I don't know, it just happened. But I was in the shower and I definitely spent way too much time just relaxing and thinking how excited I was to get cleaned up and then start my day in my new house. So I get out of the bathroom and instantly, mood change. The smell of all smells. I mean, we're talking about like a heated up porter potty in the middle of the summer at a very overcrowded carnival. I mean, it's, it's, it's disgusting, right? But I need you to go there with me. That is the type of smell I felt like was coming into my nose. So then I, I run out into the, the rooms of my house. I'm looking around and instantly it feels like the smell is coming from the basement. So I run around and I go downstairs. And for me taking that long shower, everything that was in my main drain, all the sewage and everything had backed up and overflowed a bunch of my basement. It was so disgusting. So instantly I have to do something about this as a new homeowner. And I'm calling my family and I'm calling companies and companies come over and they get to the bottom of what's wrong with it. And what it is is my sewage line, the main sewage line that goes from my house to the street is wrecked. I mean, there was a tree on my front property. The roots have grown into it, messed it all up. It was a big deal. And they say, hey, we got the proper tools. We got the proper plans. We could fix this and you won't have to worry about it anymore, but it's going to cost you $2,500 to $3,500. At that time, I was a 19-year-old kid that was super frugal and bought a house that needed a lot of work from a house auction. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to pay this. So I chose not to even try that option. So I went with the best option. I thought my plan would be grab some garden shovels, grab my friends, the band I was in, to help me out since we used my house to practice, that basement to practice in. So they say, yeah, we'll help you. And we go out to my front yard, garden shovels, and we're just sitting there, and we're digging it up. And at first it's exciting. We see the ground, the difference that we're making, and all of a sudden we're going and we're searching for that main sewage line in front of my house, and we find it. And it, it, I mean, it was so exciting that we were like, we're going to do this and we're grabbing the tools that we chose to use and we started digging it up and, the, and we had to put lights out because night came and we found this pipe and we see the way it's pointing. We're like, all right, we're just going to dig it out. 
And so then the next day we dig again. And while we're out there, at this time, people started to hear about this house that I was living in. It was a house where there was a ban. And we had fans in the neighborhood, these, these kids that were in middle school and high school. And they saw what we were doing when they were riding their bikes by and said, hey, can we help? And I was like, oh, of course. Like, all you got to do is get permission from your parents and bring a garden shovel. So all of a sudden, there's all these kids there. And we're, we're digging up day after day after day after day. Two to three weeks later, we're still digging. And, and, and so this one day, I'm like, man, I, I don't know how much longer I could do this. All the time, the resources, what we're doing to do this. People are getting tired, burnt out. Like, okay, we're just going to dig. we got to be close to the most wrecked part of my pipe. We're just going to reach that, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get it fixed. And so this day, I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm, I'm grabbing the shovels, and, and kids have showed up, and they got their shovels. And what we would do is because it was, it was big. It was not a ravine, but it was like a big uh, angled hole in my front yard digging up a huge chunk of it. I got my back to it, and I'm grabbing shovels, and all of a sudden I hear, whoom. And I turn around and I hear, oh no. And instantly, once again, this horrendous smell of overheated porter potty in the middle of the summer of an overcrowded carnival. Like, remember, this smell just hits my nose as I look down. And the healthiest, most cleanest part of my sewage pipe is shattered and cracked open by the point of a shovel that a kid threw down into the hole. Sewage overflows into the hole, and I, I throw the towel in instantly. First of all, it wouldn't be safe to let people dig in sewage all that time. But it was just, I was, I was discouraged. It wasn't going like I thought. I did not feel like it was victorious. I had to end up calling someone to fix what we did. And it was just so much, so problematic from there on out with that. And, and so, in the same way that I thought that that toilet right here with duct tape is ridiculous. I mean, what I did there with my front yard was ridiculous. It caused so much more problems, wasted so much time. And even learning a lesson from that, how there's a certain way we should do things and how I could have hired a company that would have brought the right tools to dig it up in maybe hours and they would have fixed it. I, I took that lesson and I still ignored it many times in my life with very, very much more important things. Things that dealt with my, my physical and emotional life and how I affected other people. And I still would struggle, and I, I wasn't using the proper tools or, or running the proper plans, and I struggle with this. And I think that a lot of people in our country can relate too, because as I studied for this, I started noticing the things like, like being healthy in America. Like we struggle with it. Close to 46% of adults and 56% of children in the United States have an overall poor quality diet. And it's a struggle. Oh, jobs and unemployment, February of 2021, with everything going on, out of all the people that are available to work, it raised up to 9.9% of people. Almost one in every 10 people that are available to work are not working. And there's going to be reper repercussions because of this. When we think about relationships and what healthy marriages do with a household and the statistics of how there's better chances of kids growing up, having a healthier lifestyle mentally and being more stable and getting educated, it's still with that, there's still 50% of marriages, 50% of people that get married end up divorced. And the percentage is even higher because that's not even counting the people that have gotten divorced multiple times. And then there's, there's things like struggling with substances Alcohol and drugs, racism in our country, with, with the way humans are struggling to treat people like humans. There's, there's stuff like parenting, where there's things where people feel like they, they see themselves falling short as parents. 
Financial management that, that takes us into debt, people struggling to find a purpose with life, to where depression sinks in and, and the suicide rate is raising. These are all very serious things. And in the way that some people try to fix a sewage line or a toilet, we can't just try those same methods on these serious things. There are proper tools that we could use that give us a better probability we could use wisdom to, to really try to beat the odds of what's going on in our world. And that's what we're going to dig into today. But first, let's pray. Dear God, oh man, I thank you for today. I thank you for the people here. I just pray that you prepare our minds and our hearts, um, that you deliver the words through my mouth and, and have our ears hear what you want us to hear today to, to learn and grow and move forward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So we've been in this series, A Whole New World. And literally we've talked about how Moses that brought the, the Israelites, the chosen people, out of slavery from Egypt. Now Moses has passed away and Joshua has become the leader. And Joshua has followed, um, telling them that we need to follow the, the law that God has given us and we need to follow God's promises. And he's even sent spies into the promised land, just like Moses did. And we even see the way that they're traveling to go to this promised land, that even people, like there's a person that we talked about that was known for being a prostitute. And yet she had changed her life by, by believing and following in the God of Israel. There's so many things going on as Joshua is leading the Israelites into the promised land with God. And to the point we talked about how the walls of Jericho, that obstacle that they had to get over, they were able to. And then when they were uh, out of line with the plan, they, they struggled in AI. But um, the thing was is when they got back on track with the plan, they even overcame that obstacle. And so now Joshua has had the Israelites and, and God is leading them into this promised land where they've been. And people are talking about it. People are understanding what's going on, and some people are starting to worry. So much that the inhabitants of Gibeon have found a way to partner up with Joshua and the Israelites. And this all of a sudden caused a bunch of kings to, to tremble in fear and, and want to team up. And actually, that's what we're going to look at right now. We're going to look at Joshua chapter 10, a part of verse 1 and also verse 2. And it said, the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. He feared greatly. They're talking about the king, one of the kings. Feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city, like one of the royal cities. And because it was greater than Ai, and all its men were warriors. And all its men were warriors. And so we can't miss this. Uh, today we're going to sort of look at, since we're talking about the do-it-yourself projects and construction, we're going to talk about like tools, right? Example of like when we use the right tools. And so right now, right here, we see the tool of partnership. See, Joshua and Israel partnered up with the, the Gibeonites, and they were known as a city like the royal cities, and they were known for being warriors. Partnership matters. The picking the right tool, like the tool of partnership matters. For instance, let's say I take this hammer, right? And then I take this nail. Alone, just the nail as I put it towards a super expensive piece of lumber right now. I don't even want to talk about how much this cost me. Might be one of the most expensive set pieces I've ever had to buy. I'm like exaggerating a little bit. But if I take this nail and try to put it in this overpriced piece of lumber, and I try to push it by myself, 
it doesn't, it doesn't really go in that good. And if I take the hammer without the nail and just start hitting it, I'm going to probably just destroy it, right? But when we partner the nail and the hammer together and we put it into this overpriced piece of wood. I'm sorry, I'm a little salty. My bad, sidetracked. But back on track, the message God is trying to teach um, through me. If we take this hammer to the nail and we hit it, it goes in. And now maybe a lot of you guys can relate in using a hammer and nails, but whether it's picture frames on the wall or building of houses, like it's a big deal when we partner the right things together. And Joshua and the Israelites partnered with a city that compared with the royalty cities and with people of warriors. And I would just like you to think about this. What partnerships could you make with someone? What, what, what warriors could you be teaming up with to help you get through life? And so as we talk about that, we need to understand that the tool of partnership is so important. So after they partnered up, these kings that were, that were so afraid, the people of the land that were in the promised land, they team up and they go, we gotta do something about this. And so they run and lay siege to Gibeon. So, the, so Gibeon sends a letter to Israel and Joshua sees it, that they need help, that Gibeon is being attacked. So then what happens next? Well, let's look and see. Right here, we see that in Joshua 10, eight through 11, it says, and the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not a man shall stand before you. So Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. And the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel, who struck them with a great blow at Gibeon and chased them by the way of the ascent of Beth Haran and struck them as far as Azekah and Makedah. Joshua now had received the tool of urgency. We saw that when he was told by God a promise that would happen, that they would prevail, and these people were in trouble, that they, they understood urgency in that part, the tool of urgency. Just like if you were a parent and you saw a kid, or even if you're not, and you see someone troubled, and then they could be possibly in danger or, or close to death. If we call 911, if we get an ambulance there, if we get them to the hospital, the urgency to save that life. Many things in our life, sometimes we procrastinate. Sometimes we don't use the urgency. But because Joshua heard God's promise, they marched throughout the night. And this wasn't a small distance. They marched throughout the night with urgency. And because of that, they prevailed. And the, the enemy went into a panic. And in the same way with my life, if I'm honest with you, I, I've received something I felt like was a plan or something that I should try to get done in my life. And so I grab something like a screwdriver and a screw, and I sat there, and I've tried to get through this process. And it, it, it's harder. And I, I would eventually probably get it done, maybe, or I might get bored or, or just walk away from it and never finish it. But when we understand that there's a tool of urgency, right? When we actually do that, we can see that when we follow and use the tools that were given, it happens. And the timing that it's supposed to happen. And we see Joshua understood the importance of the tool urgency. So I ask you, where in your life could you be more urgent? 
What is it that maybe you know that's a clear step you could take in your life and maybe you've been lazy with or you've just been very slowly baby-stepping with it, but it's been clear that it's rooted in truth and you should be more urgent with that in your life. So then after Joshua's urgent and and they have success over this battle, they overcome the, the obstacle, we then come to the next situation where they're, they're chasing the enemies down and now they're fleeing, right? And, and nighttime's gonna come and if, if these, these warriors get away in the darkness, they might be able to recoup, they might be able to cause more trouble later on. So literally we see the next tool and that's the tool of detail. And so let's look at Joshua 10, 12. Joshua 10, 10 12 says, at the time Joshua spoke to the Lord and the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel, And he said in the sight of Israel, sun stand still at Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajalon. This is a big deal. This is such a big deal because Joshua spoke to the Lord. He he is praying. Praying is speaking to God, having a conversation with God. And he's not just praying a vague prayer. He's literally saying, sun stand still over this area and moon stay still over this area and I don't want you to get caught up with the first thing sometimes people think is well how could the sun stay still the earth's moon no what it's saying is the moon stayed still in the sky the sun stayed in the same situation so whatever miracle I'll tell you this as we as I'm so excited you're here because as we continue to learn about Jesus and the miracles God has done God has defeated death they have, have, have healed the unhealable that what the world thinks is unhealable so many things have happened But what I do know and I find confidence in, for whatever reason, the sun stayed in a position to the way the earth was, whether the earth stayed still, whatever happened, that the day was longer. And this was in this was recorded in other books. That other historians have recorded that the day was longer, and because of the light, they were able to find all their enemy and truly defeat the enemy and get over this obstacle. And to be honest with you, Sometimes when I pray, when I, when I should use the tool of detail, instead, when I pray, it looks a little more like this. It looks scrambled. And yeah, God knows our heart. Holy Spirit is our moderator. But there's times where I see here in the scripture where it's important that we try to be detailed in our prayer life. In the same way that when we're working, right, and we have a measuring tape. And I'm telling you, my house was a fixer-upper. We had, there was windows that when I got it, they wouldn't even shut. They, they wouldn't open anymore. They wouldn't shut anymore. There was just gaps of where rain and snow throughout the times when it was empty could just get into the house. It was wrecked. So we had to measure the windows and how much was damaged and fix the, the exact amount so we could put in new windows. We had to know the square footage of the tile that it would take to, to redo the bathroom and, and, and the supplies it would take to repaint the house and to um, restore the wood floors properly. And when we know these details, man, we were able to restore the house that I got. In the same way, when we have detailed prayer, man, it can help restore the obstacle we're trying to get through. And we see that with Joshua. So maybe when we think about when we pray, we think, God, I, I, I hope and pray that I have a good day. Or God, I hope that I can be more loving. Or God, I thank you for providing. Those are good prayers, but what about trying to be more detailed? You know, months ago, well, a lot of months ago, I got 
COVID. And then months after that, for whatever reason, um, my knees started swelling up. And it was really hard to, to walk. And I went to the hospital multiple times in one week. And, and in that time, I was thinking about, like, what's going to happen with my knees? And when am I going to be able to walk again? But after I recovered from that, man, my prayer life got a little more detailed. I would pray, God, I thank you for the activity in my limbs that I can use my legs. And I thank you for the breath in my lungs. When I know some people didn't wake up today, I, I thank you for the breath that literally flows through my lungs. God, please use this life that I have, this energy to go out and be used. But not just, I wouldn't just say people. I was so excited about what I could do. But let me, let me longboard through, through the city of Wayne, the, the city you put on my heart to pray over it. And ask for revival. And let me, let me pray for the actual business owners. Let me pray for the homeless people. Let me pray for the people I meet. God, let me pray for my neighbor and, and my friends and the young adult student ministry. And let me, I was just, it was so detailed. And to see the response of what's been happening. Man, I wish I had time to share it with you, but uh, there's power in detailed prayer. So what could we be more detailed about in our prayer? Where in life can you be more detailed in your prayer? So after that, the detailed prayer that Joshua has, man, it goes on to this amazing moment where we see in chapter 10, verse 25, and Joshua said to them, do not be afraid or dismayed. Be strong and courageous, for thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. So Joshua was there with all the men that had been in battle, all the men of Israel, and they're there, and, and they are going to complete defeating the kings and, and all the people. And he looks at them and says, be strong and courageous. And this is a really big deal because earlier in the series we talked about how God multiple times told Joshua this very same thing. Be strong and courageous for I will do this. For I will do this. God told Joshua this. So Joshua had a relationship with God. And God told him and taught him what was going to happen. And now we see Joshua showing other people that are having and having more and more relationships with God. And telling them what God had told him. And in the same way, this is, this is sort of the fourth tool that I want to talk to you guys about. It's the tool of apprenticeship. See, in, in a trades job like an electrician or, or heating and cooling or something, someone can take their job and raise an apprentice up, teach them how to do it so then they can go off on their own and do it. And then they can raise someone up in an apprenticeship so they can go off and do it. And this tool of apprenticeship is so important because in the same way, God shows us that he's chosen for us to be apprentices. In the Bible, it's referred to as discipleship. And discipleship is literally having a relationship with God and then continually learning about it. And then showing someone else how to have a relationship with God and learn about God. And then that person go on. And that, that's the tool of apprenticeship. And it's so important because Jesus... Years and years later, after what Joshua was doing here, way down the road, God sends his son Jesus to earth. And he raises up disciples. And, and he loves them. And the moment before, after he dies and rises again, and the moment where all these witnesses have now wished, uh, witnessed that he defeated death, 
He's about to go back to heaven. And he's going to send the Holy Spirit. But in that moment, it's, it's one of the last moments he has with the people on earth, his disciples that he, that he so loves. And so when I think about that, if I was put in this opportunity, I would say something really important, right? And let's look and see in Matthew 28 what he says. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. Make disciples and you should be teaching them. Apprenticeship, the tool of apprenticeship. We're literally called. Here, check this out. We are called to make disciples that make disciples that then make disciples, dot, dot, dot. Do you get it? It's supposed to be an ongoing thing, the tool of apprenticeship. And it is so important. It's a tool that we can't miss out on. So now that we're understanding these tools, we understand what God has given us. Man, I can't tell you, when I started having my relationship with God and I started understanding these tools, I started thinking like, okay, I got these tools. Now I'm gonna complete this plan. Now I'm gonna complete my plan of this and my plan of this and my plan of this and my plan of this. But all of a sudden, they weren't always succeeding. Actually, barely any of them. And I, I, it stinks that it took me so long, but I'd like to share with you guys what I realized. Is, is even when we look at the, the scriptures of Joshua, we see that it was the tools God gave Joshua and the Israelites, and then them going along with God's plan. We cannot miss this. It's God's plan. God's plans over my plans. And we see so many times that with Joshua, literally when they're chasing one of their enemies, God throws hailstones down from the heavens, taking out more of the people in the war than even the Israelites did with their swords, proving that God won that battle. And Israel came alongside God's plan. We see that God, uh, in another battle, it says how the Lord fought for Israel. And another one, it says, and the, and the Lord gave it also and it's king into the hand of Israel. We see it, it's God's plan, God's plan. And as, as Joshua and the Israelites learned about the promises God had made and the plans that God had, and they supported that, it was victory after victory after victory. I mean, and some of these battles took a long time. They would have, they would have to siege. So when we do this, it's not always instant. I know in our world, we want everything to come so fast. And be done instantly. But some of these times they would have to siege a, a, a city, which would literally be to cut off the resource. It would, it would take time. We'd have to wear them down. Sometimes we got to wear down our sins. Sometimes we got to wear down our habits to get away from it. And then other times, like I'll tell you, as I started to understand this, like God's plan, God's tools, cool. I can do that little obstacle. I can do that little project, that little project. Big project will come panic. Oh no, let me take control and do it my way. But God showed us. That even when Joshua came up to a battle with the Israelites, where there was as many enemies as there is sand on a beach, it says, that they were able to prevail. So for the long times, for the big obstacles, the big projects, when we follow with God's plan, with God's tools, there's victory. And I know it gets tough and it's easier said than done, but when we think about that, we can use this so we can build each other up and encourage one another, another. And remember what God has already done, what victories he's had. See, the next chapter, after chapter 10 and 11, then we got chapter 12 in Joshua. And it's literally predominantly just a list of Joshua and Israel. It's victories with God. Victory after victory after victory after victory. 
And then we see years later, God so loved us that he had a plan that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, down. That he had victory over diseases, victory over, over people being lost, people being confused. He had victory literally over death itself. He was able to carry a cross and die and then defeat death being risen three days later. God's plan literally allowed Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ defeated sin. And because of that, now each and every one of us have an availability to a victory that we all struggle with, which is making mistakes, messing up on projects, having messy and perfect lives. And in that, we, we have sin. And sin, that just means separation from God, someone that's pure and holy. Jesus showed that he came down this earth and he lived a pure, holy life, a sinless life. And our sin separates us from that. But Jesus made a way by having victory over sin that we can accept a relationship with God. And we can learn what he has for us and the promises that he made. And use that for the rest of our lives, just like Joshua and the Israelites were able to. And so I like to remind you guys, for you guys that are are, are seasoned or have years being in a relationship with Jesus Christ, the, the, the battles are going to keep going and we're, we can have victory over victory with the tools and the plans of God. But if you're someone here that, that doesn't have that relationship yet, I have to tell you that it's available to you. Victory is right here in front of you. And if we could just close our eyes and, and pray, I'm just going to guide you in a prayer. And there's nothing special about um, me saying it, it's just to help guide you because what, what matters is that your heart and your mind is, is, is asking for and accepting a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So as we pray, if you want to take that step, if you want to receive this victory, this freedom that's offered to you, just pray, I confess my sins to you. I believe that you, Jesus, are God. Thank you for dying in my place to pay for my sin. Thank you for rising again for me. I lower my pride and surrender my life to you right now. I repent, I ask for forgiveness for the things I've done and I receive you, Jesus, into my life. And as we continue to pray, for everyone watching right now, everyone that's here, God, I, I pray that you continue to give us desire and our minds and our hearts to, to acknowledge your plan and the tools you've given us to receive victory with these precious lives you've given us. Help us daily to move more and more closer to you, to be refined by you and live the life that you've always intended for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you've made a faith move today, if you started your relationship with Jesus Christ, we would like you to just text Mile City to the number 94,000 and follow the prompts to let us know so we can come alongside you. You know, the thing about the tool of partnership, like I said, my favorite thing is God shows from front to back of scripture that we are not meant to do this alone. So, so let us know and, and we can come alongside if you have any questions and talk about what your next move is. And please just remember, we can have the plan. We can have the tools. We can have the victory through Jesus Christ.